You are listening to the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. My name is Sean. I am one of your docs. This is Ben Imes. He is your other doc. Yeah, this is Ben, and I'm still a physician. Congratulations. And Thank you. our goose, Matt Imes. Quack. Hey, he's back. He's also still a goose. Congratulations to you. Thank you. We are on episode number 25. Can you believe it? We're at 25. We made it. After being in the top 10 in, let's see, Jamaica, Canada, Russia. Uh, man, where were we at recently? Sweden? What was the other country I told you guys we were in the top Norway. 10? Norway. Norway. Right? You were Norwegians. Norway. Thank you. Uh, we are back. I know you guys are worried about us. We had a little break again, but we are back for episode 25. I don't know if 26 is going to happen, but we're at 25. So we're just happy that this that this happened. Ben, let's do the disclaimer. Let's do it. So uh, before we go too much further, let me just remind everybody that this podcast is purely for educational purposes only. Uh, that means we are not trying to give you any medical advice. We're not trying to establish a doctor, patient, physician, patient, PT, patient, or architect, client relationship with you by any stretch of the imagination. This is for education and occasionally some chuckles. L also, also, the views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of our employers. The end. They will be happy to know that. They will be very happy to know that. So episode 25, we are back to health articles episode. And so we each came with a brilliant article that is in some form of news or research medium that we felt was important enough to share with you all. And we will discuss it for your enjoyment. This episode, starting it off, is going to be Dr. Imes. Bring it. I am so excited to share this one with you because uh, this is something that's near and dear to a couple of our hearts. Um, this is brought to you by way of the Journal of Physiology, a fairly well-respected journal. Uh, this was published actually a couple of years ago, uh, and this article was entitled Post-Exercise Cooling Impairs Muscle Protein Synthesis Rates in recreational athletes or in layman's terms stop taking a cold shower after you work out you doofus mm. what? let's see uh, right let's see what they kind of go on to say so uh, this was kind of an interesting study that they put together um you know one of the things that we talk about uh uh with exercise is hey after you exercise go ahead and um Drink a bunch of protein, helps build protein, helps uh, having that, that protein kind of hit the body, helps uh, restore the muscle breakdown that you've done during exercise. I think that's pretty well established in the literature right now. Um, 
and what we often try and do is use um, a cold immersion therapy, so either ice or cold water, or like we tried in one of our very first episodes, liquid nitrogen cryotherapy to kind of help uh, decrease inflammation after exercise. Well, what this article tries to show is that uh, it may, maybe, uh, again, it may help with, with inflammation, but it actually uh, hurts the, the buildup of muscle later on. So, uh, you know, it, they, they did a really cool study where they basically, they did some like, they, they did some special uh, tagging, I guess would be the right word. They used um, proteins that were labeled uh, with, with these, well, I don't even know what it is. Some, somehow they were able to label these proteins so that then when they, they took biopsies later, they were able to see if the protein was taken up into the muscles. And so they, they did blood work, they did biopsies, uh, and they kind of studied the temperature and uh, took, took saliva samples. I mean, they, they did lots of these, lots of different tests on these people and basically kind of came to the conclusion that it was a 20% decrease in muscle buildup in uh, the, the uh, people that they studied that did the cold water immersion therapy after working out. Wow. So. I don't know if my either of you have ever question, tried this. What? No. No. My first question is, why are people taking cold showers? I mean, is it, as a general question, just in general? after workout. Just in general. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if you, if you have a choice between a hot shower and a cold shower. I'm with you on this one. Why choose a cold shower? Well, and so in this one, a lot, this is something that you see in high-level athletes especially. And Sean kind of, or Dr. Palmer, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, especially, I, you know, the place where I think I'm most uh, familiar with it is like at the NBA. And so after a game or after a really hard workout, they'll do these cold water baths where they plunge into ice water right after a workout, right after a game to help decrease muscle soreness later. Correct helps to, to decrease uh, what's called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, which is, like you said, the, the general inflammation. Um, you know, helps them recover that much faster. And that's usually why they do these is that they feel that, that their bodies are ready to go again at a high level that much faster. So this is a very fascinating study. It's actually the first time that I've seen uh, something along these lines that shows actually a detriment to that. Um, so that's really interesting. But yeah, it's usually not the reason... Protein synthesis is usually not the reason that we're thinking to use a, a modality like that. Right. And, and again, th mind. I think that modality is to help with inflammation. It's trying to help cool everything down, make everything so that it d it's not inflamed like it would be after a, a really hard workout. Whereas mm -hmm. this is saying, hey, uh, we, we're not even looking at inflammation with this study. We're just looking to see, do the muscles get built back up as quickly if they get cold water immersion versus if they don't. And it is show, you may have said this, how long, you know, so if you have an exercise and then the cooling, like if there's a, how long that effect goes on for, did it, did it mm -hmm. say that? So this was over a two week period. Jeez. So if you're continually doing that to your body, you're just continually uh, depriving it of, um, of protein. 
Potentially, potentially. I mean, you know, for me, after I work out uh, for a while, it's hard to, harder in the summer, but I used to like to jump into the hot tub afterwards. I don't know. I felt like that helps my muscles relax and help me relax more afterwards um, than doing the cold water immersion. So my questions for this are going to be, then if you're going to use this appropriately, um, is there maybe a time of season? I'm not asking because I have the answer. This is just, just saying what I'm, I'm right. thinking of. Is there a better time of season when you'd want this compared to maybe when you don't or a type of athlete when you'd like this compared to one that you don't? And so you, look after the, you have to look at the effects of, of what that protein is doing uh, within the muscle or what you are not going to get from it uh, if, if that protein is not getting into the muscle. Right. And so for them, you know, this study was uh, done uh, only on males. So this was not looking at females. Um, you brought I, a sexist <laughs> study to the table. What is this? <laughs> so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. But I, I think that would have been another confounding thing to add into this. So I think that would be another study to go off of this, right? Is, yeah. okay, is the same thing applicable in females? You would expect yes, um, but... I, maybe not right um another thing is it was young males and it was they called them recreationally active males so this is not a high level athlete they said we think we can apply this to high level athletes we think this is going to be consistent but this was not to high level athletes um this was recreationally um active young males so and for them their their big thing was hey if you want to improve skeletal muscle conditioning, you should reconsider using cooling as part of your post-exercise recovery strategy. They didn't say, hey, go for heat. They just said, maybe don't do cooling. I'm looking at this, looking at the temperature. Uh, oh, it's eight degrees Celsius, which is 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Thank you, Google. Um, which, which is about what ice baths come out to be. They come out a little bit lower than that. So I'm wondering even, uh, so it's just another study to branch off of this is then take that, that temperature and move it up or down and see if you get the same type of results. Um, you, right. You well, because what they did, Go ahead. sorry, what they did was they had one leg. That, so they had them do uh, leg workouts. One leg was at eight degrees and one leg was at 30 degrees Celsius. So basically room temperature. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not from a country that, that. Uh, it's probably Celsius. what, like 80 degrees? A 86. You're close. Nice work. Okay. 86. Um, <clears throat> you know, so, so yeah, I would agree. I, I think it'd be interesting to put one leg at, <laughs> at zero degrees and one leg at like 50 degrees and see, you know, Hey, does warming versus cooling do something different? Right. So not only that, but also, you know, so cooling it, uh, I'm going to stay at Fahrenheit at 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. It does X. If you get that down to 39 degrees, does it go further that way? Do you see you know, even, even worse effects oh. or does it actually change? So is there a temperature? Do you see where the effect might even flip? Mm -hmm. Um, now maybe not presumably not, um, but I'd be curious to see that type of thing. So that'd be a good follow-up study to see if they do. And even if they go to like cryotherapy temperatures where you're talking, you know, the negatives, <laughs> if you continue to you still see. you how cold see, that was? 
Oh, yeah. Oh. No. Torture. Torture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did that as much as I could when I was there too. I, I, it made you feel good, but but that was afterwards. It made you feel good afterwards, not during. Oh, yeah. yeah, but be here to see different temperatures if if that maintains. Because also a lot of, you, you know, this is almost like the. It, it's funny. It kind of goes in cycles. So this is the old way of of cryotherapy, right? Doing a plunge or something like that. Uh, when I was an intern with Oakland Raiders, a training camp, we would have ten different baths ready for the guys when they came off the field that were all cooled down to probably lower than 46 degrees um they jumped straight into that and then all the 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 true cryotherapy the the nitrogen cryotherapy came around uh and and became popular in the states and then everyone started going to that so a lot of these, these uh professional teams have their own cryotherapy unit uh in their um in their locker rooms in their athletic training rooms um, but now it's kind of funny. It's almost like going the other way. So now it's almost cool to have just a cold plunge tank instead of the actual cryotherapy unit again. Um, so again, that's where I wonder, like if you go to those extreme temperatures, not at eight degrees Celsius, but go lower, do you still mm. see the same thing or not? And Hey, if they're still seeing detrimental benefits, uh, you, if the teams are paying attention, maybe they're going to start ditching that stuff. Be interesting to see. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Well, for either of you, do you think this is going to change how you uh, how you work out or what you do after you work out? No. <laughs> like I no, said, you're, you're still going to take your cold showers? Like, why, why would I take a cold shower if I have the option of a cold shower and a hot shower? Always hot. Always hot. I agree. Okay. Um, I, I've, I've always generally been a proponent of people doing the ice baths and stuff afterwards. So I think this is some cool information to go and, and see if maybe that is really the best thing to be doing or, you know, is it worth it? Are the benefits of it worth it? If you know that this is the detriment of it, I don't know. Um, questions you have to consider. So like I said, you have to go back to, are there certain types of sports that that's better for or times of the season that's better for, for training and you're okay with that. Um, but it's a little counterintuitive probably if you're sitting there chugging protein drinks and then doing cryotherapy afterwards, maybe that's the, you're not driving into the muscle like you think you are. Yeah. Maybe that's not the way to do it. Exactly. And and then if you're just doing cryotherapy, just sticking your legs in, you're going to look like the dude that never does leg day at the gym. You know, if you're pounding the protein and it can't get into your leg muscles, but it's going into your, your upper body, you're going to have that. You're going to be that guy with tiny ankles. Nobody wants to be that guy. Mm, It's much better to have cankles. Much Much better. better. Oh yeah. That's what I always say. Nine out of 10 people agree on that. Cankles for the win. Thank you, Ben. Good article. So we told you before, podcasting isn't cheap. It's uh, probably more expensive hobby than we really uh, thought of when we were going to start this whole thing. Um, So that's why we have sponsors. And you know what? We're pretty blessed to have some pretty darn good sponsors. So we want to tell you about one of them right now. That's pros. We've had Sanjeev on our show before to tell you all about CBD. He gave us the full breakdown, the CBD 101, uh, all the benefits of it. I can tell you 
even before that podcast, I was a believer. I jumped on the train. I was full on the train after he came and talked to us about the benefits. Um, and I'm all in on his company, Pros, P-R-O-Z-E. What an awesome company. I take their shield and their nods every day. Uh, the nods helps me sleep. Pros uh, helps boost my immunity. It's, it's extremely rare that I ever get sick. I love these products. I know Ben has taken them at some point. I think still does. Oh man, yeah. I so I have a, a bottle of Nods at my bedside because man, on those days when I can't sleep, put a couple sprays under my tongue. Boom, five minutes, I am gone. It is so nice, uh, and it's something honestly I recommend to my patients too, um, especially for those folks who are looking for something that's a little bit more of that natural um, setting rather than like prescription medications um and uh, this stuff really works and i've had some great results with my patients with it so uh definitely love it love love their products the nice thing about nods is it doesn't make you drowsy like you're not going to wake up drowsy and out of it like like medications would do and even better is it tries to force you down into that REM sleep, which is where the dreams are. Ben and I were talking about that er earlier. <laughs> you definitely dream on this stuff, which is can be good or bad, I guess, whichever way you look at it. But I think it's phenomenal. Helps me get great restorative sleep. I recently started wearing a Whoop band, and it tells me I'm getting good restorative sleep. Thanks to Nods. Nice. Nice. We'll definitely check out Pros. Uh, we have a uh, coupon code. Uh, that uh, we like to give out pretty liberally. Uh, that coupon code is DDG15, as in Doc Doc Goose. DDG15. Enter that at uh, checkout for 15% off your order. We like to give that out liberally, and we also hope that you use it liberally after putting <laughs> a lot them. of stuff in your cart because that's how we get money, <laughs> and that's how we keep this podcast on. So go do it. It's good for your health. You will not regret it. Pros, P-R-O-Z-E dot com. Or you can go to our website, ddgpodcast.com. Head over to the affiliates page and click on the banner. There's also a reminder of what your coupon code is. All right. It's my turn. So sometimes you run across an article that... Um, just falls into the category of no Sherlock. And this one really falls right in that category for me. <laughs> this, yes. This was published in, I forgot already. Uh, we're going to, oh, where was it published? It was the journal of public health. Oh, this was, this was published in the journal of public health. Uh, the title is how replacing 30 minutes of social media per day with exercise can benefit mental health. Wait, 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 hold on. Can we back up for just two seconds? Go for it. The, <laughs> that, that, that's the, uh, the article from Healthline, but it's based on a study that was published in the journal of public health called Experimental Longitudinal Evidence for Causal Role of Social Media Use and Physical Activity in COVID-19 Burden and Mental Health. Now I can for see why they renamed it. Oh, like the first <laughs> title more. Like, uh, that's a, exactly. That's a long title. It's like they couldn't decide what to, what to call it, so they just so, did everything. Yeah. 
all the buzzwords oh, they could think of COVID-19 mental health physical activity yeah great that that sounded um, more like I an like... abstract than a title to me really <laughs> that was rough that was rough I'm sorry uh, so basically here's the the brilliance of this they they took something that they already know over and over and over and over and over again that has been studied ad nauseum that's bad for your your uh mental health which is social media and they know that decreasing that is better for your, your mental health. And then they took something else that they know over and over and over and over and over again with many studies is good for your mental health, which is exercise. And they just lumped those two together with a study that God knows how much they paid for it. And they said, hey, if you do both these things at the same time, you, you're going to be in a good spot. You should wow. do that. Revolutionary. Brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Um, now, so, hold. Yes. No, no, go for it, because I, I have some questions afterwards. Oh, I do too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they reported that participants who replaced social media with exercise felt more satisfied, less depressed, and less stressed. Now, they did link it specifically to the COVID-19 pandemic and all that stuff. You can wipe that stuff out. Like, yes, they did it at this time in history, but these are principles that, that go far beyond that, because social media was here before it. They'll be here long after it, unfortunately. And so you don't have to relate it just the pandemic times. So what they did is they took 642 volunteers and they randomly assigned them into four groups of about equal size. Uh, the first group reduced social media consumption by 30 minutes a day. The second group increased physical activity by 30 minutes a day while continuing its regular social media use. The third group combined both reduce, reducing social media and increasing physical activity. And then a controlled group did not change any behavior. <laughs> that poor control group. <laughs> we, we don't really know what their condition was their originally. Ways. Screw you guys. We're giving you bad mental health. <laughs> so... Participants were surveyed before and during the study, as well as six months afterwards. And they found that the positive influence on mental health continued through the entire follow-up period. They also found that many of the participants continued their change in behavior throughout that time because, you know what? They felt better. They felt that things were, that things were working. Who said you can't teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> They do not. Ooh, they, no, seriously. Who said that? <laughs> who said that? That should be one of our future podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. I think my dad probably said that at some point, but I, I don't think he gets the credit for the original. I think everybody's dad said that. <laughs> if you have the answer to who is credited with the original use of that, please email us at contact at ddgmedia.com. I'm sorry, ddgpodcast.com. Thank you. So then the article goes on, and uh, they actually have a whole portion about how to reduce social media time. So if you really need someone as an adult to tell you how to reduce social media time, uh, I'm going to interject real quick. It's called self-control. Um, but if you need to go a little bit beyond that and get some more tips, here's some tips for you. Set a time limit for app use, uninstall social media apps, find other things to do. Yes, that's right. They actually wrote in here, find other things to do to get yourself off of social media. 
And of course, wow. in their study, they find, uh, find other things to do is go exercise. Wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree with what this article is telling you to do. That's not the bad part of it. The fact that we have to study it in a way like this and say that we studied it to show that, that it has these effects, that I have a problem with. And that we have a control group that we just allowed to sit there unencumbered on social media and we didn't help them at all. I guess for those people, we're sorry. Or they're sorry. I'm not sorry. We're all sorry. So I, I guess part of this is that, that they related to the COVID-19 pandemic because during that, I mean, social media use skyrocketed. And I mean, if you weren't addicted before, you got addicted then. And hopefully you came out the other side and realized that, that life was happening again and went back to it. But for a lot of people, I guess, sadly, they didn't. And they're just stuck on it. Um, and, and you know what? I, I can't I can't judge. I get in days where I get stuck on social media, too. Um, and you know what? I do find the days that I do that. I'm a bit more irritable. And so it's something we can all benefit from. We can all take take these cues and uh, just a reminder that, you know what? It is much better for your short-term and long-term health to not only not do that, but go replace with something good to do, like exercise, which we should all be doing anyway. Yeah, I mean, and I'll tell you, they've got some great ideas on how to limit your usage in this article. If you click through it, take your dog for a walk. Oh. If play you, with your kids. What if you don't have a dog? Or. What if you don't have kids? No, no. Here's, here's the one that you can do. Have a dance party in your house. <laughs> By yourself? I, I, honestly, that's all it says. I, I don't really know if there's much more that I need to say. I think 30 minutes of a dance party by yourself sounds like much better than social media. Sounds exhausting. A slow dance exhausting. party? Yeah. No, slow dance. You just you just two-step it back and forth, just like you're swaying at a junior high prom. But I'm very... <laughs> I, I, you see, I, I really wish they hadn't brought up that example because you know what's going to happen is they're going to turn off social media to go dance and then they're going to go you know what i could get some more followers i can get some likes on this and they're going to turn the social media back on they're going to film a tiktok of them dancing and they're going to post that and then go right back to social media after that that's what's going to happen it's a vicious cycle yeah. um, vicious but uh you know i think this is this is something that's that's pretty awesome uh 30 minutes a day exercise instead of using social media. Uh, that's great. That's great. You know, I, I think three out of three on this podcast would, would endorse that, that idea. I don't know about Matt, Matt, you can endorse that. Yes. I'm the third. There's well, three I said, I think so three, three out of three. three. I know Ben I and think... I've already said it, but I'm just making sure you're on board. Of would that, would course, that be two goose wings? up? I... <laughs> <laughs> Goose wings up, two leg fins up. Four, four. Anyways, no, I think... um, yes, I I definitely endorse this. So I do not have a TikTok or Instagram account. I oh, do have congratulations, Facebook, sir. That's okay because Facebook is for old people. So no, um, wait. Can I just say something though, real quick about Matt's TikTok presence? His wife has a TikTok. TikTok. His wife has a TikTok, and uh, he has been featured numerous times on her TikTok. Really? <laughs> so this yes. is. Are you getting your brows done? <laughs> no, there's one of him like picking Tell coconuts. 
That's one of my what? favorites. There's one of you like up picking on a ladder, coconut. you're like picking coconuts or like I don't know, some sort of fruit off a tree. I can look this up. Yeah, this everybody, is, uh, you need to go look this up. But uh, I'll send you the link when we're all done here, Matt. Uh, but I think that's your way of exercising and not being uh, on social media. So well done. Picking coconuts. Well, just because I don't have a social media account doesn't mean I don't appear on social media. But anyways, <laughs> the point that's when you know you made it was to stop. <laughs> spending time on social media and so yes i'm very supportive of that to not spend time on social media even though i may be on social media i'm not spending my time on social media you're just featured on somebody else's social media i i am causing other people to spend time on social (laughs) media to watch me pick coconuts or any other thing that's great. That's great. <laughs> so, yes, three out of three. Three out of three. Confirmed. Well, so, there man. you go. Ah, that was a good article. It was a good article. You know, is it, you know, segueing into my article, I'm not sure if we're done with Sean's article. After advertising. When I was looking up. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, anyways, when I was looking up health articles. Probably 90% of those health articles were um, on mental health. And I was, I was kind of interested in doing a mental health article. But then I was like, you know, 90% of these are, there's a good chance Ben or Sean is going to do one. And Sean, you did one. You're welcome. I I think a little teaser before we go into our uh, our uh, our next sponsor, um, but uh, I think after we talk about yours, it could actually be positively contributing to people's mental health. After we discuss so. your article. Oh, look at that segue! So. Oh man, I just can't wait for it already. Thank you, to Ben. To be continued. Now, look, all of you out there. Uh, you you're probably doing the same thing all, that I all do. Three. On all uh, <laughs> hey, all you Norwegians out there, I know we're number. <laughs> we've gone up to the top ten in Nor- in, in Norway. The, the the one family out there that listens to us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Norway. <laughs> I I know if you're like me, you get to the ad part of some. Uh, podcast and you, you you were tempted to hit that button that, that skips forward 30 seconds don't you do it don't you do it skip forward one minute this is a long it's <laughs> <laughs> not the way I was going with that <laughs> so long Pre- press it twice <laughs> double click look we recently uh, had the privilege of joining forces with a wonderful company that uh, my wife and I have known about and followed for years. Um, They start out making their own cookbooks, fantastic cookbooks, um, just clean, simple recipes for your family. They taste it good. And you know what? Their name is Clean Simple Eats. And then as they were uh, making their recipes and using proteins in it for like protein pancakes and stuff like that, they, they started looking into the ingredients of the stuff they were making and decided that they weren't very happy with the 
the ingredients and the stuff they were using. So they made their own and they made it better. So Clean Simple Eats does everything from cookbooks, protein powders, offbeat butters, which are like all different flavors of peanut butters. Um, they have an energy drink they just came out with, energy powder to mix with water. They have a hydration powder. These guys are awesome. They also have a, an app where you can get access to all their recipes as well as you can track your calories through the app. Awesome company. Go check them out. They have some of the best flavors of protein powder you're ever gonna find. And they taste good. This is the first protein powder that I've ever liked in my life and I like almost every flavor I've ever tried from them. So Clean Simple Eats. Again, you can get a link to them from our affiliates page at ddgpodcast.com. Use our coupon code DDGPOD, like Doc Doc Goose Podcast, but DDGPOD for 10% off. You can also see them at cleansimpleeats.com. Again, use our coupon code at checkout DDGPOD for 10% off your order. And we have come to the most exciting part of the show. This is where the Matt. End? Well, I'll, okay, sec, second most exciting. Second most exciting. Uh, <laughs> this is the Goose's article. Hit us, Goose. Chaboom. Okay, my article is from family. Actually, no, it's from the Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials. And what causes hiccups and how to get rid of them. Here's five ways to cut your hiccups short. So, anyways, this this talk talks about hiccups. And what I found interesting is how hiccups even start. And according to Dr. Allen who is quoted in this article, Love that guy. hiccups happen when there's a disturbance in the nerve pathways that lead from the brain to the diaphragm. Ben, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> Whoa, I would agree. <laughs> I concur, doctor. <laughs> I concur quickly. Uh, you know, it sounds like Dr. Allen's a much smarter guy than I am. Where does this disturbance come from? It says it's in the, you know, it can in the nerve pathways that lead from the brain to the diaphragm. You know, um, sometimes uh, what we see is that the diaphragm itself, uh, one of those major muscles that we use for breathing, um, it gets irritated. And then for some reason it continues to stay irritated and has that that weird uh, uh, effect of causing these hiccups. Interesting. So if you do get the hiccups, here are a few ways that the article says you start to get rid of them. Number one, you can hold your breath briefly. So this is what I do. No. I think this works great. When I start getting a hiccup, you I'll hold your breath. Yeah, really? I hold it for like like 10 seconds and then like a forceful 10 second hold where I'm like pushing down on my diaphragm uh, and then it makes me go away. Boom. Done. 
I, I really appreciate how it says hold your breath briefly, not like in perpetuity. <laughs> it's, it's like don't yeah. sue us not briefly. Until you pass out. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes sure of holding you your breath works out, every time. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna wake up and the hiccups are gone. So I guess that works too. But um, it, but it doesn't always. And we'll talk I, about that. Yep. Yep. Anyways, number two <laughs> is my favorite. Breathe into a paper bag. So this only works when I'm at the grocery store because that's the only time a paper bag is available to me. But if I have the hiccups, I grab a paper bag, I rush to the cashier, grab a paper bag, and just breathe into it until my hiccups go away. It's very important that you grab a paper bag and not a plastic bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For those of you in California, no problem. You guys don't know what plastic bags are anymore. Exactly. Yeah, you'd have to pay for that anyways. You don't want to pay for your own death. Number three. don't use plastic. Don't use plastic. Save it for the fish. Number three. (laughs) Take measured breath. Take measured breaths? What's that mean? Do I get a measuring cup and breathe into it and then breathe it back in? Is that what that means? Probably not. Probably not. Then. I think this one just means that you you regulate your breathing and you're taking like intentional uh, uh, breaths that are like slow and regular. So it's just uh, so maybe in and one, out. two. Ooh, yeah. one, two. They suggest they suggest four seconds one, actually two. in the article. Focusing on your inhale and ex- exhale, and you know what they say: if it's stress induced, it's also going to help you calm down by breathing like that and decrease your stress. Oh, amazing! That's true. Wow. True. Number four: <laughs> gargling water. Who gargles water anymore? So my wife is a big believer in taking three to four sips of water. So maybe similar to gargling water if you're doing it wrong. But um, yeah, same idea. Getting water in your throat, causing your brain to forget about the hiccups. So my wife does a variation on this one where she will have somebody else pour her water while she's standing on her tiptoes for some reason i think this kind of this one like this one like uh uh uh, i don't know does a that distraction method and also she has to like focus on drinking small sips while somebody else is pouring water for her and this is one that works for her wait 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 wait, wait. hold on i'm trying to get I'm, i'm making sure i get the visual right so so someone else has to pour the water into her mouth for her yes while she's, while on her she's standing on her tiptoes uh-huh. and and she also does a variation on this one where she reaches up to the sky with her hands above her head can can you do me a well a that that could go tiktok viral if you if you get that one on, on social media so ignore the last article uh, if you if you want to get on and see ben and his wife do this then that's that's worth your time probably um probably can you also, next time you guys try this, get one of the kids to scare her in the process while this is happening and then see if just yeah, another layer, another layer. We just want to make just, sure we help her out. Boom. I like it. I like it. Wow. 
I want to see the person that gets rid of hiccups by somebody else gargling water. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, number five. (laughs) Pull your knees up to your chest. Ideally, not while standing. I've never heard about this one. Hmm. Sean, Ben... Any any thoughts on this? Just by pressure on your diaphragm, I I have not heard of this. No, never seen it in action. I heard this helps if you're trying to take a number two. But But that's for a different reason than the way that it helps the hiccups. So So maybe if you have hiccups while you're on the toilet, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So, they also, I guess these are kind of the runner-ups. I'm not sure why they gave a second area of other options to try. But they gave a few more. It's like if you weren't satisfied by the first list. Here's some more for you. Yeah. Ben, here it is. Number one on the alternate list. Getting startled. Let's scare somebody. We've all heard that. Um, does no. that actually work though? No, but it's so damn entertaining. You have, you, you have to scare them so much uh, that they are like ready to pee their pants. That sort of scare. It can't be just like a boo. They have to be like <laughs> scared. God, oh my goodness! I'd rather keep the hiccups. Bloody. Number two, count backward. I, I don't know. Some of us can't even count forwards, so that one might be difficult. Okay. It says, That's yeah, no fun. It says go I've backwards from a hundred, or reciting the alphabet backwards. Oh I like this last one though. This one sounds. <laughs> the last one sounds interesting. I, I'm, I was confused about this one. Number three, the last one, the runner-ups, tickle the roof of your mouth, or have someone else tickle the roof of your mouth. <laughs> so awkward. No matter what you do, because right, you can't tickle yourself, so you're probably gonna have to have somebody else help you with this one. Uh, well, did you see how they? So it says, yeah, Matt, read the description ahead. of how it says to do this. Yeah. Oh well, where do I start? Long with letting sugar dissolve in your mouth and sticking your fingers in your ears. Tickling the roof of your mouth stimulates your vagus nerve in a way that may help hiccup- hiccups go away. So, all of these, all of these suggestions, I'm sure, have worked for at least one person. Um, otherwise, I don't see how they'd make this list. No, it it it's got to be said though; it doesn't work for everybody. Right, there was a guy, uh, Charles Osborne, hiccuped for sixty-eight years straight. How, how years. often were those hiccups, though? Like, what was the separation per hiccup? A day? Uh, I think it was every sixteen point four seconds. How do you fall asleep? How do you? No, I, I actually don't know. It was, it was three to four times every minute. Oh my gosh. How do you document that? Uh, can that you years. sleep hiccup? Did, he must have been. Did he get cured or did he die? I don't remember what exactly happened to him. All I know is that uh, 
Oh, they, they suddenly stopped in 1990. Who knows why? Uh, and then he died about a year later. Some people theorized that it was the hiccups that kept him alive that long. Those people were not doctors who were theorizing that, but, uh, you know, some people were theorizing that. Just, just so you know. Uh, um, so, Ben, Ben or Sean, have you guys ever had somebody come to you and say, "I have hiccups and I can't get rid of them"? I try to scare them. <laughs> I, I do too. You, I usually tell them like, "Covid nineteen is back," and they don't get that scared. I've, I've tried tickling their mouths. No, I've well, never the government that. says that every day. No one believes them anymore. Says so like, "Yeah, what else is new?" CDC. <laughs> We tried the plastic bag method. That didn't work very well. Because um, <laughs> like, you can't put it over their head. <laughs> oh, wait. It's supposed to be a paper bag method. Okay, well. Paper bag. We'll try that one next time. Yeah. No, you know, I've never had anybody come up to me with uh, persistent hip hip ups. Um, but definitely, if, you've, if you're having hiccups more than like a day or two, you really should go see your doctor. Um, there could be some other things going on there. So, What are some things they need to worry about that could be going on? What could be causing it? You know, I, that's a good question. I would I would worry about some, like, insidious neurologic process. Um, I don't know if I have a whole lot of uh, of evidence to back back this up, but, like, uh, something like a, like a stroke could have set something off like that. Something where the nerves are damaged uh, on... on in a, in a way that's that's not good um, and would require further evaluation. Um, it, it can also be a reaction to anesthesia, I believe. Um, so so some things to kind of look out for. Again, this is not going to happen for most folks, and um, usually just scare yourself, breathe into a plastic bag, no, paper bag, paper bag, or uh, count backwards from 100. It's usually going to be the thing that works. Matt, good article. Thank you. I think we might learn something that we can put into practice right away. Ben, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Hey, everybody. Today, uh, this was this was pretty fun stuff. We learned uh, that maybe you shouldn't take an ice bath after you work out. Believe it or not, that uh, may make things worse for you. Uh, we learned uh, that uh, you actually should work out. And uh, while you're working out, maybe not be surfing Facebook the whole time or posting yourself on TikTok or whatever else you're doing while you're working out, just work out. may make you feel a little bit better. Uh, and then at the end of the climb day... Climb a coconut tree. <laughs> climb Take a, a coconut, coconut tree. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, if you get some hiccups, uh, see if somebody can scare you. See if somebody can uh, tickle the roof of your mouth for you. Maybe uh, breathe into a paper bag or uh, gargle some water. And uh, really, this this was these were some good articles today. I think we learned a lot. I concur, Doctor. Uh, and so that's that's all about all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Doc Doc Goose Podcast, where we provide you with the best education possible and a couple of chuckles. Is that our new tagline? Can we say that? <laughs> TM TM chuckles. <laughs> I don't know. Chuckles just seem to work. Chuckles. So with that, I'm Sean Palmer. I'm Ben Imes. I'm Matt Imes. And we will see you next time. Maybe.
Thank you for listening to the Doc Doc Goose podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a review to help others discover us. Visit our website at www.ddgpodcast.com to read the show notes, blogs, view videos, and interact with the cast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the DDG Podcast. If you have an Apple device, you can easily access the podcast by saying, Hey Siri, play the Doc Doc Goose podcast. <laughs>